What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. I am excited about today's podcast. I just released the blog version of the podcast um, a day early. Usually I've been releasing the blog and podcast together, but this week I released the blog a day before just to see the response of people reading the blog and, and how it was going. And the feedback's been really, really good so far. It's about, well, the topic is the female guide to a tone figure. You obviously already know that because you looked at the title of this episode. But the response has been really good so far. So if you want to go down and read the blog version of this, it'll be linked, the first link in the description down below. You can go down and do that. Or if you're not on iTunes or somewhere where there's the description down below, you can always just go to our website at lostlifting.com and go to the blog section and it will be the first blog up there if you're listening to this podcast within the first week or so of it being released. So yeah, we're going to talk about the female guide to a tone figure and First and foremost, there's a lot of misconceptions when it comes to toning. There's a lot of talking about needing to do really high reps with low amounts of weight for ladies. There's a, um, a lot of talk about cutting calories super low and just different things that ultimately aren't going to get you to the actual goal that you want. At this day and age, it's pretty common knowledge out there that if ladies get into the gym and start training that you're not going to get big and bulky. That was a, a myth for a long time and it still is. A lot of girls still think that way. Believe it or not, inside of my gym when ladies come in, a lot of them, that's their biggest concern. They don't want to come in and start lifting because they don't want to get big and bulky. But that's not what happens when you start training. To create the tone figure that you're looking for, all that is is losing fat and creating definition, which is building some muscle. And as a female, you're not going to be able to build tons and tons of muscle just because of your hormonal balance um, and your genetics. It's not possible. Unless you're doing something unnatural, you're not going to be able to put on a, a bunch of muscle getting into the gym. Unless you're taking testosterone shots or, or messing with your hormones in an unnatural way, you're just going to put on a little bit of muscle, but still in a feminine way that's going to still showcase your feminine characteristics. You're not going to end up looking masculine or like a man or something from getting into the weight room and training. And that's where toning comes from. You can't do it from these super light weights um, for a lot of reps and just continually to do that. Or else I'll see a lot of ladies in the gym just doing purely body weight exercises over and over week after week when they're not creating any overload to anything. So it's not actually creating an adaption to have to be able to create to force your body to adapt to create that definition or that added lean tissue that your body needs to be able to look the way that you're wanting to look. And then last but not least, um, when it comes to the diet, thinking that you have to eat super low calorie, a lot of ladies would do a whole lot better upping their caloric intake every single day, um, focusing on their training <clears throat> and just staying consistent with it. Now it depends on who you are and your body type and and if you have a lot of fat to lose, if you don't really have any fat to lose, you just need to gain muscle, that's going to depend on your – what you do with your calories is going to be very dependent on that and the history of what your diet has looked like over the last 6 to 12 months or so. So there's a lot of different ways that this can go. Um, I've kind of touched on everything briefly here at the first, but I'm going to deep dive into each section of this and what you need to know to be able to create a tone figure as a female and actually be able to sustain it in a long-term fashion and go into the gym and do things that are going to actually create the the figure that you're looking to create instead of wasting your time with body weight exercises, um, a bunch of time on the cardio machines, these random diets that aren't really going to produce the result that you want long-term and these different things that are just huge misconceptions that aren't helping you. So I'm super excited to hop into this. 
let's just get started. We're going to start by talking about nutrition. Obviously, this is the most important aspect to changing your body composition. Regardless, you can train all that you want to, but if your nutrition isn't on point, you're never going to really produce the result that you're looking to produce, especially if you're trying to get more defined, get leaner, look better overall. It starts with your nutrition, right? And surprise, surprise, we're going to talk about your energy balance, aka calories. It all comes down to your calories at the end of the day. I've touched on this a lot of times throughout these first 27, 28 episodes of this podcast. But if you eat less calories than what your body burns consistently in a caloric deficit, you're going to lose weight over time. If you eat more calories than what your body burns um, consistently and you're in a caloric surplus, you're going to gain weight over time. If you eat at a maintenance level, you're eating around the same amount of calories every single day that your body burns, you're going to maintain the same weight. doesn't matter what food you're eating. It doesn't matter what times of the day you're eating. It doesn't matter how much sugar is in those foods. It doesn't matter how processed those foods are. None of that matters at the base of your nutritional strategy until you understand that you have to control your body's energy balance to produce any sort of result that you're looking for. And now when it comes to ladies and when you're looking to tone your physique, not everybody needs to go through a fat loss phase to look more toned or to find in, inside of your figure. There are ladies that are going to be super skinny already, don't have a lot of fat on their body. They're going to need to eat in a slight caloric surplus or just at a maintenance to be able to tone, to put on some lean tissue to create the definition in their bodies that they're looking for. If you do have a decent amount of fat to lose, well, then you're going to need to go into a uh, caloric deficit to be able to lose the fat while you're incorporating some strength training. We're going to talk about that to be able to put on a little bit of muscle, stay consistent in that caloric deficit so that some fat's coming off in the meantime to be able to create that more defined look as you're going. But understand you have to take care of your energy balance, aka calories, very first. That's what your body composition comes down to as a whole, regardless. You can't get around the fact that calories in versus calories out is the main factor to everything that you're doing and you being able to create the body composition that you're looking to create. Again, regardless of the food choices that you're making, regardless of how healthy, unhealthy those foods are, it comes down to the calories inside of those foods and that's how your body's going to react um, to produce whatever result that is to gain weight, you're consistently eating more. If you're losing weight, you're consistently eating less calories than what your body's burning. It just comes down to that. That's the simple fact of nutrition that if everybody would just understand, um, there wouldn't be near as much confusion when it came to everything else. So, so understand that it comes down to that. If you're a skinnier individual, a skinnier female, you don't feel like you have a lot of fat to lose. Chances are you need to be into a slight, slight caloric surplus. If you do have a decent amount of fat to lose, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 pounds or more, then you're going to need to be inside of a slight caloric deficit. Again, I talk about this all the time as well, but I have that free macro starter kit. It will help you get set up with your calories to be able to get started to understand how much you should be eating um, for your own goals. And then from there, after you understand what you should be doing as far as your energy balance goes, you need an efficient amount of protein. And this doesn't matter if you are looking to lose fat, if you're looking to just purely gain muscle, it, it doesn't matter. We still need an efficient amount of protein regardless because what protein is going to do for you is it's going to help you hold on to the lean tissue that you already have. It's going to help you potentially put on some more lean tissue as you're going through the strength training, which we're going to talk about. Um to be able to create more definition in your body. And if you're inside of a caloric deficit and you're in a, a fat loss phase as you're trying to create definition and become more toned, 
you have um, you want to stay fuller. And when you're inside of that caloric deficit, protein is the macronutrient that breaks down the slowest. To break down all of the amino acids, it takes a lot of work for your body to be able to do that. And so it's a slower digestion process, which is going to help you stay fuller throughout the process so that you're not getting hungry more and more often inside of that caloric deficit, which is a huge factor and, and super key to any successful long-term diet is being able to stay full for longer periods of time. So adding in a sufficient amount of protein if you're inside of a deficit, eating more fruits and veggies because they're lower in calories and um, higher in volume. Not all fruits, but like your berries and watermelon and things like that are, are really high in, in volume and low in calories, which is super key, as well as your vegetables like broccoli, carrots, um, cauliflower, all that stuff. You can eat a lot of it and stay fuller for a longer amount of time because... Um, it's lower in calorie, but there's, you can eat a, a denser amount to help your stomach feel fuller for a longer amount of time. So understand you do need an efficient amount of protein. Again, this is talked about in the macro starter kit as well, but somewhere between 0.75 to one gram of protein per pound of body weight is generally going to be the best. If you have a lot of fat to lose, probably aim around that 0.75 grams per pound of body weight. And if you don't have a whole lot of fat to lose and you're just looking to put on purely muscle without fat loss in the process, then around one gram of protein per pound of body weight is going to be a good starting point for, for you to be at. So understand that is the most important factor to all of it when it comes to your nutrition, your energy balance, AKA calories in versus calories out. If you have Fat to lose, you need to be inside of a caloric deficit. If you don't have fat to lose, you just have muscle that you need to put on to create the the, the look that you're trying to create, you're want to, going to want to be inside of a caloric surplus, just a slight caloric surplus. And then if you, regardless of that goal, caloric deficit or caloric surplus, you need to be eating a sufficient amount of protein to be able to support your lean tissue, potentially add more lean tissue, as well as if you're inside of a deficit, it's going to help you stay fuller for a longer amount of time, which is super key to making this whole thing a success. Now let's move into the resistance training really fast as well for you. So I talked, I touched on this a decent amount in the intro to the podcast, but as far as resistance training goes, it's not going to make you big and masculine. Again, your genetic your genetic makeup and the hormones that you have as a female isn't going to allow you to end up looking like a man if you start training. What it's going to do, you are going to be able to put on a little bit of lean muscle, but it's not like you're going to get big and masculine like a guy. As long as you're keeping control of your your caloric intake so you're not overly exceeding your caloric intake that you need, you're not going to get big and and buff or masculine looking. If you keep your your calories at bay for your body to where they should be individualized to you, um, whether that's to add a little bit of weight over time to put on muscle or if that's to be losing fat and losing weight over time, as a female, it, adding in resistance training isn't going to make you look like a guy by any means. That's a, a huge misconception. When I hear it, I just want, I don't know, it's a, <laughs> it's, one of those points for me that just, it irritates me, it gets under my skin because, again, I've worked with so many ladies over the last good amount of time and they all look the way that they do and they all lose fat and create more definition in that tone look through progressive resistance training to where you're aiming to get stronger each and every week. I've made, I've touched on a, a good amount of podcasts. Well, the last two podcasts, the first one was about how to create a training program. The second one was about how to um, create your workouts inside of that training program for the most success. So if you want to go back, I'll link those down below too, just in case you missed those. You can go listen to those. It's all super relative to you, but in short, you should be trying to hit every muscle group 
around two to three times per week. The muscle groups that you want to grow the most and create the most definition in, obviously you'll be hitting um, a little bit more often, but you want to train your whole body two to three times per week and you want to be aiming to get better at those workouts. So it's not going into the gym and constantly just changing things up every single week. You want to follow a block style to where maybe for four weeks you're following the same workouts and you're looking to progress inside of each of those exercises. And then in the next four weeks, you'll switch things up and, and continue in that fashion so that you're able to account for your progression over time. As If you want to get toned, all that toned is is, is putting on muscle and losing fat. So to do that, you have to be able to put on muscle. To put on muscle means you have to be able to get stronger and progress in your training to be able to create that lean tissue muscle inside of your body so that as you are at a lower body fat percentage, you actually look the way that you want to with the definition and the tone look that you're looking for in a feminine way. And so just understand muscle is super important to this whole aspect. You need to be resistance training. If you're just in the gym doing bodyweight exercises, if you're just on a treadmill, running or you're doing group classes that don't have any sort of progression schemes in them and you're not aiming to get stronger over time and key lifts and body parts that you're looking to create more definition or tone in, then you're not ultimately going to reach that goal. You're going to end up super frustrated. Again, I see ladies do this all the time. They'll come into the into the gym and then they're like in the back or something and just doing like these body weight like leg lifts and, th- and things thinking that this is going to tone the muscle and in reality if they'd put some some weight on like a leg press or do some goblet squats or some kettlebell deadlifts these different things that are actually going to load the parts of their body that they're looking to create definition in they'd be far better off and looking to progress those loads over time is actually what's going to create the muscle and create that tone look that they're really looking for so this is a huge mistake conception that that you can just go in and do loads of cardio or these group classes that don't have any progression schemes mixed into them or the body weight stuff and be able to get the look that you're looking for when in reality sure you're burning some calories but calorie burn isn't what equals a defined or toned looking figure it comes from getting stronger in key lifts as a female that's probably deadlifts that's squats a lot of lower body variations shoulder presses um, horizontal rows, pull downs. If you can work up to pull ups and different things like that, that's super beneficial as well. My wife, if any of you know my wife, Clara, maybe you don't, or you've seen her on Instagram or on her website or anything. She looks really good. She's, she's what you would call toned in my opinion. And she can squat over 200 pounds. She can deadlift over 225 pounds. She can hip thrust over 275 pounds. She can over pre- overhead press over 90 pounds. And she could do six to eight bodyweight pull-ups right in a row if she wanted to. She's super strong and she's always working to get stronger and stronger. And that's at a body weight of only around 120 to 125 pounds. And she's only 5'4". She's a, a smaller female. She's not like a big muscly female, but you can, she has some muscle on her frame and she's relatively lean and she has that defined more toned look. She doesn't look big and masculine. She looks very, very feminine. She just has that athletic look that you're most likely looking for. And she's super strong and that's what she focuses the majority of her work on inside of the gym over the last six, seven years. It's on strength training and getting stronger in her key movements to be able to grow her glutes, grow her legs, grow her shoulders, create more definition in her back. All these different things comes from gaining strength over a long time. So she's super strong. You can take a look at her, go to the website, or if you want to look through the blog section, I've got a picture of her in there showing how she looks and she's super strong and is only aiming to get stronger and stronger with time. Because what this does also, as you put on more lean tissue, 
your metabolism rises and you're able to eat more food, which is a more sustainable approach in the long run because you're not going to be as susceptible to put weight back on because your metabolism is faster because your body has to work harder as you have a little bit of muscle on you so that your metabolism is rising and you can get away with eating more food over time without putting on weight, which is super key, especially for women. It's hard for you because you don't get to eat a ton of calories every single day. You're smaller than a guy. You don't put out as much energy. And so your calorie limits are almost always a little bit lower. But for Clara, a lot of the time she's able to eat anywhere from 2,000 to 23, 24, 2,500 calories per day and maintain her weight. When she needs to go into a diet, if she's looking to lose some fat, she'll go into a deficit to where she's eating somewhere around 15 to 17, 1800 calories consistently per day to lose fat. And when she's in more of a maintenance mode or a slight lean gaining phase, she's anywhere from 2000 to 2500 calories a day. So it's a lot more, it's a lot easier for her to stick to her nutrition because she's built her body up over time and her metabolism. So she's able to eat more food to support her training and just have better control of her body composition overall because of her higher caloric intake. So that's something that's that's super important that gets extremely overlooked by women. You're you're you don't burn as many calories in a day already because you won't carry as much lean tissue as a male a male will naturally, and so you're lower. But you can build up that lean tissue to have a higher caloric output so that your nutrition is not so hard to stick to, and you don't have to eat such little amounts of food for the rest of your life to be able to maintain your body composition and have that toned look. So now that you know where you need to pay attention nutritionally, paying attention to your caloric intake, paying attention to your protein intake, and you understand that you need to be adding in resistance training, you're just good to go, right? That's all you need to do. Not necessarily. You need to now start gauging your progress and making adjustments as you go. And this is where coaching can be super helpful or just reaching out to people that have a better understanding and are using evidence-based principles that you trust and asking questions and getting help. Or if or if you're in a position where you can hire a coach to help walk you through this process and help you make the adjustments you need to and gauge your progress to make sure you're on the right track. It's super important to do that just up front so that as you continue on for the rest of your life, you can do this on your own and be confident in what you're doing because there's always going to need to be adjustments made at different times. Progress will end up slowing down and different things throughout a process and key adjustments can either make or break a lot of people's success in what, in, in what they're doing. But first, before you go adjusting anything, and I run into this with clients often too, before you go adjusting anything to your plan, let's say you go for a couple weeks, you don't feel like you're making any progress. Before you start adjusting a plan, look at yourself. Adjust your consistency. Can you look back and, and is there anything that you could have improved in what you're doing? Could you have been more consistent with your nutrition? Could you have gone a little bit harder in your, in your gym sessions? Could you have not missed as many gym sessions and got them all in? These different things. Don't go adjusting your plan until you're consistent with the plan. And I know that sounds like common sense, but so many people go wrong here and I run into it all the time with people. They want to blame anything outside of themselves for why things are not working. When if you can just have a little bit of self-awareness and be real with yourself, realize you're not giving 100% effort, maybe you're not tracking your calories every single day, so you're probably eating more than you really think you are. You are just going soft in the gym sessions or you aren't you're missing the gym sessions altogether. You're not getting in enough protein. Well, then there's no sense of adjusting the plan if you're not consistent with what you're already doing. Making an adjustment isn't going to change anything or make the result happen faster. That starts with you. The foundation to anything when it comes to your body composition is consistency. 
you can't make the proper adjustments until consistency is at the forefront. And that's why we try to keep everything super tailored to the individual, especially inside of our coaching program. Everything's very tailored to the individual so that consistently consistency can be easier adhered to. So that, because that's just the most important. If you're not consistent, you can't make an adjustment and that adjustment's not going to do anything. And so finding the caloric intake that's right for you, finding a training program that you enjoy is going to produce a result, um, eating at the correct times of the day that's going to work for you, eating the foods that you're going to most enjoy inside of those calories that you need to eat so that it's easier for you to stick to. All these things that you can individualize to make the process a little bit easier is at the forefront. Once you're doing those things, you have the plan individualized, you're eating the foods that you like, you're following a training program that's that's something that you enjoy doing, it's getting you stronger, then we can start gauging your progress and understand maybe progress isn't happening as fast as you want it to be. Maybe it's been a couple weeks and you're trying to lose some fat in the meantime when you're trying to put on a little bit of muscle to create the tone look you're looking for. Maybe progress is stalling. You're not making any progress. Well, then you can go making adjustments. Maybe then you add in a little bit of cardio to up your calorie expenditure for the day or you drop calories a little bit because you don't want to add in cardio. Cardio is not a necessity, but it can be a tool to, to aid in a higher caloric output to be able to lose fat a little bit faster without actually dropping your food intake. But if you hate cardio, then we'll just look at dropping your calories a little bit to push things along a little bit further. Maybe you've been in a caloric deficit for such a long period of time. It's been three, four, five months at this point that your metabolism is just ran down and it's time to take a little bit of a, uh, a break, a diet break, bring calories back up to a maintenance and let your metabolism recover, let your hormones recover and stay there for a little bit before going back into a deficit to get to your end goal. There's all these different types of adjustments that need to be made dependent upon what you're doing exactly inside of your regimen and how long you've been doing it and what the reaction is to what you're doing. All these different things are going to need a different adjustment. But generally, let's give you some practical tips here. So if you have a large amount of fat to lose, let's say you have over 20 pounds to lose, you'll know that your calories are in a good spot. You're in a good caloric deficit if you're losing anywhere from one to two and a half pounds of weight um, per week. And so that doesn't mean you're going to lose two and a half pounds. You should be losing two and a half pounds per week, every week. But as you're starting, you should be at that higher around a little bit of that higher spectrum. So around two and a half pounds as time goes on, you're not going to lose the weight as fast. So it'll start to happen at a little bit slower of a pace. Maybe it starts at two and a half pounds per week for a couple of weeks and it goes to two pounds per week. Then it goes to a pound and a half. Then it goes to a pound and, and slows down. That's okay. But as long as we're continuing progress, that's what it should be looking for if we have if you have roughly around 20 pounds or so to lose. If you're not losing like in, at that rate, then making some adjustments to your calories, potentially dropping calories or adding a little bit of cardio could be a good idea. If you have, let's say, around 5 to 20 pounds per lose in fat, then aiming for anywhere between 0.5 to 2 pounds per week is going to probably be the best for you. And again, as you start, it's probably going to be around that higher spectrum, around 2 pounds per week for the first few weeks. Then it might drop to like a pound and a half, down to a pound, down to 0.5 pounds. And then an adjustment's going to need to be made where you either add in a little bit of cardio, you add in a little bit of, or you drop calories a little bit, depending on what you like best, and then um, proceed that way. And if you don't have any muscle or any fat to lose, and you're just looking to add some muscle to your frame to create that tone, more athletic appearance, you're going to be aiming for somewhere between one to two pounds of weight gain per month. Now that's not per week, like where we're talking fat loss. This is one to two pounds per month. That's going to be at a slow enough rate that if you're including progressive resistance training, you're eating enough protein and your calorie intake has you gaining around one to two pounds per month, 
you're going to be in a pretty good spot to where you're putting on a minimal amount of fat and you're putting on a decent amount of muscle throughout the process, which again is just going to help you create that more defined. Sorry, I had a phone call coming. It's going to help you end up creating that more defined and toned look that you're looking for at the base of a toned physique is having some muscle to your frame. So if you're already skinny, you've got to put on a little bit of weight with time. Muscle is going to weigh, it weighs something. Muscle isn't zero pounds. Muscle weighs, has a weight to it. So you're going to have to put on a little bit of weight to create that muscle, to create the definition you're looking for. Again, if you're already a a lean female, you don't have any fat to lose, but you don't feel like you're as defined or toned as you could be, you're going to have to go down the muscle building route in that sense. And if, if the scale scares you, if saying, oh, well, I need to lose one to two and a half pounds per week. So can I just weigh myself once per week? And if it's not down, then I need to make adjustments. I would not suggest that whatsoever. That Your weight fluctuates on the daily a lot. What we're looking for is weekly averages. And so that means you've got to weigh yourself daily to get those weekly averages. If you want some help on this, I'm going to create a future podcast on this talking about the scale and how it how it fluctuates so much and why it fluctuates so much and why you shouldn't pay attention to the fluctuations, but look at the scale over a long-term period to get true data points from it to be able to gauge your progress. But there, I do have a blog to this. I'll link the blog down below if you want to go and read that to help you out further as well. It's called stop letting the scale mess with your head. But those, that would be my suggestion is using the scale, taking those weekly averages and being patient and understanding that you've got to be consistent with what you're doing and, Again, be patient with it. It takes time. People always want to rush this process and it takes time. You've got to get stronger over a good amount of time. You've got to stick to your nutrition for a good amount of time and these changes in your body is going to slowly adapt and you're going to end up creating that feminine, toned, defined figure that you're looking to create. But it's going to take being consistent with all of these things that we've talked about here for you to be able to actually go out and make that a real reality. And the last thing that we'll quickly touch on here at the end is giving yourself a timeline and periodizing your caloric intake over time. If you constantly stay in a caloric deficit for too long of amount of time, you're going to end up, like I've already mentioned, running your hormones and running your metabolism into the ground, which ultimately isn't going to allow you to get to where you're trying to get. If you stay in a caloric surplus for too long of amount of time, you're ultimately going to end up putting on too much fat, most likely, and you're not going to end up looking the way that you want to look. So periodizing your caloric intake And giving yourself timelines for the different phases that you're in is going to help your body look better overall within 6, 9, 12 months from now. So let's say you have a decent amount of fat to lose. Let's say you have 20 pounds of fat to lose. How I would set that up for you and you're trying to create more definition inside of your body. If you came to me and you wanted to do that, this is how I would set up your nutrition. In the first month, we know that you want to lose fat. So we know that you have 20 pounds to lose. So we're going to set you up. So ultimately, you've got to be in a caloric deficit to do that. But what I would do for you in month one, if you're not super comfortable with tracking, if you're not comfortable with tracking your weight, this is all newer to you, I'd start you out in a primer phase to where your first month, and I'd set this up in a, let me backtrack just a little bit. I'd set this up in a six-month period. For you to lose 20 pounds, I would set it up in six months. That doesn't mean that you have it's going to take you six months to lose the 20 pounds, but to keep your metabolism in check to make sure that you can sustain the result for the long term and it's not just 20 pounds down. And then once we're done working together, you put the 20 pounds back on because you were on a diet and now you're not. We're going to 
create a periodization method that's going to put you into caloric deficit, bring you out of the caloric deficit strategically to put, bring your metabolism back up, get your hormones under control so that you're not starving once we're finished and that you, so that you can maintain that result easier. So in the first month, if you're new to this, I would set you up in a primer phase. We'd start you just at your maintenance calories, start, have you start eating your goal body weight in grams of protein. So roughly 20, 20 grams less of protein than what you weigh, because that would be your goal body weight. And then start you on a progressive strength training schedule. What this is going to do is help you get comfortable with tracking. You're going to get understand the calories and foods, all these different things. And we're not putting a ton of stress on making progress right off the bat. We're just getting comfortable with the process so you understand what we're doing. After that first month, you're hitting enough protein every day. You're understanding how to track your calories, stay consistent with that, doing it in a way that's individualized to you and easy. And you're progressively strength training and you're comfortable with the gym you're getting stronger and stronger now we're going to start the fat loss phase because your body is in a spot to be able to do it at a more rapid pace your metabolism is higher your hormones are in a good place we can put you into a deficit and progress is going to start happening at a pretty rapid rate as long as we put you in a decent enough caloric deficit so months two to four would be a caloric deficit we would um, keep pushing we would push for fat loss we'd still be eating your goal body amount your goal body weight in grams of protein we'd still be progressively strength training and maybe we would add in a couple of cardio sessions just for a higher caloric output to be able to burn more calories to make the calorie deficit even deeper so that you can make more and more progress just understand it's a tool for you to be able to lose more fat it's not actually going to create the result you're looking for um, for fat loss it's not needed but it can be used just to create a bigger caloric output to create a bigger net balance between your maintenance level of calories and the calorie deficit that you're in so we do that between months two to four and that's going to be where we're going to lose that 20 pounds in that three month period month two month three and month four we're going to lose that 20 pounds but once you're done this is where a lot of people will go wrong is they feel like the diet's just over right we're just done now i can go back to eating normal i'm going to be just fine well that's when everybody ends up putting all of the weight back on and we end up with this yo-yo effect so having a plan for after the diet you've already created you've now created that toned and lean figure, you've been strength training, you've lost the fat. Um, now it's time to reverse out of that and maintain that result. That doesn't mean you just go back to eating normal. We need to take you through a reverse diet. And I'm going to touch on this in a future podcast as well. But all that a reverse diet is, is working your metabolism back up. So if you were to, at the end of your deficit, your metabolism is slowly trying to adjust to that deficit. Your metabolism is getting slower and slower. So once you're done, if you just decide to go back to eating normal, you're actually going to put on some weight because your, your metabolism isn't used to that higher number of calories. So we have to work the metabolism back up, meaning every week we'll slowly add calories back in over time to help you to help your metabolism adjust to these higher calorie intakes so that you don't just throw it all on it at once and then end up putting on a bunch of fat. You're actually letting your metabolism start to adjust to the higher caloric intake so that it can adjust, get used to it, that you can push it up a little bit higher, a little bit higher, a little bit higher. Eventually you're going to get to a point where you're at a maintenance. If you kept going, you'd end up in a surplus and start putting on a decent amount of weight. If we weren't looking for that, we'd do the, the reverse through month five each week, adding some calories. And then once we got to month six, we've had your metabolism work back up to its full capacity. And now you're at a maintenance to where your hormones are okay. Your hunger levels aren't there. You don't have all these super bad cravings and different things that are going to make it harder to maintain the result that you have and cause you to overeat. You've gotten through that by slowly working the metabolism, the hormones back up so that now you're in a couple comfortable place to maintain that result. And that took six months. 
the actual fat loss phase was only months two to four, but we took six whole months to make sure that everything was done the way it was supposed to, to make sure that it was sustained. And that's where most people go wrong is they won't periodize things and look at a broader picture for a result that can be achieved in probably a shorter amount of time. But if you don't take care of the hormones, the metabolism, and the mind throughout the process, what's the point of putting in all that work inside of that caloric deficit and all the sacrifice and everything you had to do if it's not a result that you you can sustain? So taking a more periodized approach like this to where you're adding in maintenance phases, deficits, and then potentially if you're the skinnier type of individual, adding in surpluses and these different types of things is just going to help you overall much, much more. It's going to keep you in control of your body composition for life instead of going on a diet, losing a bunch of weight, getting off of the diet, putting a bunch of weight back on and going through this yo-yo effect for the rest of your life. So that's what we're trying to get away from when we start talking about periodization. We're trying to periodize the goal, add maintenance phases to where we're not worried about fat loss. We're just worried about training and maintaining our current body composition. Then we're adding in these phases where we're worried about fat loss and we're, we're pushing the needle there and, and, um, running the metabolism a little bit harder and then recovering the metabolism after and these different types of things is what's going to help you be in control of your body composition for the rest of your life. It does take a little bit of knowledge and education up front, but if you're listening to this podcast and you're still listening at this point, chances are that this is the stuff that you want to be learning and it's the stuff that you should be learning so that you can take control of this. The more education that you have around your metabolism, your hormones, um, your different goals, the, the more successful you're going to be with your body composition. So I really do appreciate you for taking the time to listen to this whole thing. I know that was a bit of a rant, but I feel like this was a really good podcast and it has a ton of tangible little nuggets inside of it that you can take as a female to be able to go out and create a more defined look that you're looking for, create more definition in your body and be able to create the, the toned appearance that you are truly wanting. So if you took some value from this, I would really appreciate it if you would take a screenshot of this episode, put it on your IG story, tag me in it so I can send you a message and thank you for doing so. If you're listening on iTunes, if you could give the podcast a rating, I don't care if it's a one through five, just give it your honest rating and how you think the show is. And if you have a little bit of extra time, if you could leave it a written review, I'd really appreciate that. It just helps me it helps the podcast be able to grow. It gets in front of more people's eyes. More people start listening and we can keep creating further and further episodes. If you have a topic that you would like me to touch on, you can always shoot me an email. Let me know what that topic is. I'd be happy to create a, a podcast around that topic for you. My email is always linked down below. So again, I really do appreciate you guys. I hope you took some value from this. Have an amazing day.